You know, sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, I hear that music during the week in my head, and then I think about this broadcast, and whatever reminds you of this broadcast, the Bible Information Broker, we appreciate that you would do right there as soon as you have a remembrance of us to pray for us, not only individually, but also collectively as a team. We really appreciate your prayers. And I say that not just tongue-in-cheek. I say that because it's serious in regards to making sure you're communicating with God about those things that are important to you. And I trust that if we are important enough for you to listen into, that we should be important enough for you to pray for us so that we may be able to disseminate the Word of God to you in an accurate form. We were talking about context, context, context earlier. And one of the most important things that we ever can do, and I know that Craig is back from the break now because we're going to talk about his favorite subject and mine as well, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And for those of you that are waiting online and those of you who have been sending messages by Facebook, uh, Messenger, what have you, and I appreciate that, I'm going to uh, do the gospel first and then we're going to take in this particular order if I can stick to it unless something else comes up in my mind. We're going to take Rick uh, second, then Joy, we're going to get to you, then JR, hang in there and get you another cup of coffee so that you can be alert when we bring you on the air. So PCH, if you would, please let the people know about this gospel we were talking about. We were talking about people hanging on a tree and then getting saved from a crucifixion perspective and things like that. Let's talk about the gospel and make it clear and concise as you normally do. Thank you, brother. Well, thank you, Daryl. Indeed. You know, I've, I think about this daily, but I, particularly this last week, last couple of weeks, last month or two, and last two years, I've had a number of family and friends die. Yeah. Uh, it's just amazing. A friend of mine said he's, he's done about six funerals in, in the last couple of weeks, a month or two. And it just, you know, of course, people die, but sometimes you just like to see in a season of just one after another. I'm thinking of my brother-in-law, who in two days, Daryl, he flatlined four times. Wow. He, he and they had to revive him, mm. uh, and and they said the fifth time they weren't going to do it because allegedly he they had a, 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 a you know do not resuscitate or mm-hmm. but uh, what his I request on that. yeah I tell you right now he's he's glad that they didn't follow through <laughs> they didn't wow. do it the fifth time because he's alive and well yeah he has a, a heart condition but it can be fixed fairly easily with a stent mm-hmm. but Daryl I mean we were really afraid we were going to lose him it was that that close. And I'm not sure where he is with the Lord. And I thought, how good and gracious God is to make sure that he gets another chance to hear the gospel and pray that he trusts in Christ. But I just thought, boy, talk about, I mean, cutting it close. Well, literally, you flatline four times, and they say fifth time we're not we're not resuscitating. Mm. And I, I hope nobody else goes. Well, I, I'd like to do that too. I mean, <laughs> you, you know, you do not want to push that. Yes. Here's the reality: not our favorite topic, but it is an important one. We're all going to die. Should the Lord tarry, we're all going to die, and people need to be ready to meet their Maker. And and this in, um, in this case. He he's wasn't not that old. It was healthy. They knew of no heart condition or anything, if you will. Some people are, are of course, young and you know die in their in their. They don't even get to their teens. Some just not even out of their teens and twenties and thirties and forties, so on and so forth. I'm saying the obvious, but I'm saying the obvious to you, my friend. Why do you think you have another ten, twenty, thirty, forty years, whatever it may be? Who told you that? from car accidents to all kinds of things, life happens. 
And you need to be ready to meet the Maker. You need to be ready to meet God, and I dare say on the right terms, not as Him being your judge, but as Him being your Savior, as Him being your advocate, your parakletos in Greek, your attorney, your legal counselor. You want the Lord on your side. You need to ask forgiveness for your imperfections. That's called S-I-N, old English, old English term, but it's an accurate concept. We are alienated, we are estranged, we are separated from God, and we need to be we need to be renewed, restored in relationship with God, then that is only through Jesus Christ. And not just a Jesus, <laughs> we talked about earlier, yes. not any Jesus, mm-hmm. but the Jesus, definite article, the Jesus of the Bible. Trusting in Him as your Lord and Savior, asking for forgiveness, and trusting in His finished work on the cross of Calvary for you, for me, for us individually and collectively. You need to trust in Christ. My friend, don't roll the dice anymore. It's not worth it. Don't assume you can have a deathbed confession. You're going to get time to repent. So you're going to live it up in quotes. And and then when you get close to death, you're, you're going to repent and make things right. You, you don't know you're even going to be conscious. You don't know that you couldn't get hit by a bus or whatever and die instantly. And it just, the, the, the price is too high. But, but I want to say this as well, this idea that, well, you're going to have fun, I'm going to enjoy life. Think of it, if there's a God, and he really exists, that he designed us and he knows what ultimately brings us fulfillment, contentment, joy, and you're saying, I'm going to go live the way I want to because that more, brings more contentment, more fulfillment. That whole idea is half-baked with being saying that charitably is all wrong, wrong-headed. The idea that somehow you're going to have a great life by sending it up is just ludicrous. You need to ask for forgiveness. You need to repent. And that means a change of mind, change of heart, turn from your sins towards God, ask for forgiveness. And with all due respect, my friend, you need to do it now. Mm. Because right now, because you never know when your time is up. And it may come without warning. It may come so quickly that you have no time to hardly even think about it, except, you know, oops, I'm dying. And uh, you do not want that be in that position. You want life in that more abundantly? It is found in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I didn't say it was easy. I didn't say it's a, there's no no thorns in the rose bushes. But my friend, the life that is truly life, the life that is worth living, is found in a personal relationship with God here and now, right now. So our our counsel, our plea with you is that you repent, turn, which just means to turn away from your sin, turn towards God, ask for forgiveness, thank you for the finished work of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now, we want to see you get into a Bible-teaching-believing church, start reading your Bible. Uh, getting into a, a fellowship with the church doesn't save you, but it'll sure help to grow as someone who is delivered from, a, from, from your sin. Uh, again, we could not say this with any more urgency, with any more passion, with any more oomph, if you will. Um, this is what it's all about. It is a personal relationship with God. If you don't have that, you don't have, with all due respect, anything. I don't care if you're famous. I don't care if you won an Oscar last week um, or a Grammy today or what have you. If you don't know God, 
you're on your way to a Christless eternity. That little award, which in one sense is a major accomplishment, but in light of eternity, it means nothing. It will not deliver you from anything. What matters, the only thing that ultimately matters, is a personal relationship with God, being right with God, and then God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, who comes to indwell us, helping us to become right with others that we've been estranged from. Life, and that more abundantly, is not in some human potential movement, not some uh, guru seminar or from some life coach, in quotes. It is found in, in and only in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the Jesus of your of the Bible, as your personal Lord and Savior. No buddy system, no family plan. It is individualized, and it's so special, so very special. Please take the professor's advice. Look, not only look into it, but make that decision tonight. Triple A nine nine five 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 two is a number to join in with your questions. Um, Bible Info Brokers for Facebook, email, tweeting us questions. Please take advantage of those uh, methods to ask us questions for the night's broadcast. And feel free to, during the week, uh, send your questions in on the um, Facebook page or emailing us questions during the week when it comes to you. It does not have to be just for tonight. And we'll mention also, Craig, have a special uh, ministry that does that. Uh, we'll mention that in a few, uh, a few moments as well. But listen, I said we're going to go to the calls and take um let me see, I did say the order before, but I'm going to change the order because we have special situations that happens, and we want to take care of our dear sister, Joy, who is driving. Joy from Costa Mesa, who happened to be driving. Let's get into your question, Joy, and how are you doing? I'm doing really good, and I just want to say, Professor, I love the way you talk. I just, the urgency of the hour, what you say, it's so true. Appreciate I'm that. going to have to take you to the streets. Take me, take you to the streets with me. So my <laughs> question is very un. It's a very unimportant question, but I'm reading through the Book of Kings, Second Kings, and it's got all these bad kings, and then they always give the name of the mother. Can you please tell me why that's important? <laughs> Sorry. Well, there's a number of want... reasons. Uh, Joy, by the way, okay. you don't, no such thing as an unimportant question. That's right, really number one. Questions. And, Joy, I want to commend you because I know you go out and do street witnessing. You do go out and share the gospel. And I, I, I would to God for a, a, even one more of you, but about a hundred, a thousand. Wow. I think we'd turn this whole area upside down if we had more people like you. So I just want to say mm-hmm. we, I, we appreciate you. Praise the Lord for you. I you to know that. Indeed. Indeed. Number Thank one. you. Thank you. So, back to your question. The reason the mom is often mentioned in Judaism, even to this day, you're considered Jewish if you can prove your mother was Jewish, mm. right? So, they right. believe the lineage, right. if you will, at least in that sense, comes from the maternal side through the mother. But the mother's also mentioned, again, so it is for that purpose. It is for identification, number two. And number three, some of these kings have the same name. I mean, it's kind of like the name Joe in English. I mean, if if your only name was Joe, if we didn't know who your parents were, um, we would have a hard time distinguishing you from 100,000 other Joes. So... Yeah, there's not 100,000 kings, but there are others, and some of them had the same name or similar names, and this is a way to distinguish them, because it's King so-and-so whose mother was, and that shows Jewish lineage, right, right to the throne of their father as well, uh, but it helps us identify them. It's another marker, if I could use that word, for identification. Okay. 
Hey, Joy, I hope that, that's helpful to you. That helps sister. a lot. Very good. Thank so, you. Keep Thank on you. doing Thank what you you're doing and keep doing what you're doing, Joy. Okay, I will. I will. You know, Craig, we appreciate first, you, Joy. And then when she says she's going to take you to the streets, man, that was back in the day, in my day, that was fighting words. But I know what she meant. You're going to fight that good fight. <laughs> going to take you to the streets. I love that. I love that expression. Made me flash back a little bit. 888 Call Eric right now. We have some open lines. Call him now. Also, you can send us a Facebook email or tweet us. Questions at Bible Info Brokers. Bible Info Brokers. I want to thank the people who are checking in, like a roll call, those that are doing it on Messenger. We got Tony, Mar- um, Marco, all you guys that's out there. We really appreciate you utilizing these social media formats that we have. And please spread the word there. All it does is take a click of a button to all your contacts. Let them know what you're doing so that they can share in what you're sharing in, which is the Bible Information Brokers, and have an opportunity maybe to listen in. And, you know, who knows? Uh, but you will know later on in heaven who was saved. Uh, or who learned the word of God or who were lifted up and, you know, grew in their most holy faith through your clicking that button with the share button. So like Joy talking about her question wasn't important, but indeed it was. Every question is important and every click of the mouse is important as well. So we appreciate mm-hmm. if you do that. Let's go back. Way, go ahead. Go ahead, Craig. Yeah, perhaps Dan can call in at least to Eric and let us know how he's doing health-wise. I was hoping to hear yeah, how Dan, Dan is doing health-wise. Yeah, indeed. I asked him that, but we got right into his question. So, yeah, Dan, if you do that, I'll give Eric a call. Let him know how you're doing, brother. Or send, you know, send us an email uh, or even put it on Facebook and let everybody know how you're doing. We appreciate that. Hey, yeah. let's, let's go Let's go back. Um, let me see. Well, maybe to L.A. for the first time today. I'm not sure, but... Anyway, we have Rich. Rich, thanks for holding on and calling in. I'm sorry, Rick, hey guys, not Rich. Hello? Yes, Rick, you yes. with us? Oh, yes, I'm with you. All right, got a little can feedback. I can hear you, but a little feedback. Let's see if we can get through it. I might put you on hold after you shoot your question to us. Okay. Um, okay, so um, before I get started with my question, I like I always do with you guys, you can pray for myself, my mother, and my sister, uh, I'm going through a real difficult time right now with my mother's health, um, where I don't even know what's going on with her. Mm. If it's dementia, she's 77, if it's dementia-related, mm. you know, she has these moments where, you know, uh, I I question what's going on, and I'm having issues with, you know, the healthcare system with, uh, you know, trying to get, you know, the right test done and everything else, and I'm basically her caregiver right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and and I pray to God every day because, you know, to heal her, one, but also to give me the patience because there, there's really dark days that I have where I'm trying to work, I'm trying to take care of her. You know, I, I put my career on, uh, on the side right now because I'm having to take care of her because I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Then I have issues with my sister where, you know, I've taken care of her and now she's like, you know, questioning me about some properties and stuff like, uh, wow. you know, basically she, she called me out saying, you know, you're, I don't trust you. I don't trust you and I will sue and I will do this. And I'm, and I, I mean, it hurt me. It hurt me. It angered me. And all I keep thinking is, you know, when, when, you know, about, you know, Pharaoh's, you know, heart and heart and heart. And I just keep asking God to please, you know, let her see that I've always taken care of her. I've always stood by her and tried to do right by her. And for her to even have these, these thoughts go through her is just the devil 
you know, trying to separate our family, especially during this, this time right now where I need help from everyone. Very trying family. time. Very, very trying time, you know? Rick. And I'll tell you what, Rick, you asked for prayer. We're gonna, I'm going to pray uh, for you um, at the end of your question. I'd rather get to your question right now and then pray with okay. that and ask the listening audience as well to pray. And what I'm going to ask you to do, Rick, if you have access to the Internet, go on our Facebook page and please put that prayer request out there to our listening okay. audience so they can participate in that. And you can be as, uh, you know, you know, as uh, Facebook friendly, whatever it is, um, to get your message across, man. And, and we'll lift yeah. you up in prayer. Go yeah, right ahead and, with and, and I'm one of the original guys over the years that have like stressed to you guys to get on Facebook to I share it with my friends, yeah. you know, to, appreciate to, to you get for the that. word out because 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 I, I really appreciate what you guys do with the show, getting the word out, but but also the educational side of it yes. is, is the greatest thing. Throughout the week, you know, I have questions and I'm like, Ooh, I gotta do this, I gotta do that to ask you guys and, and I'll get to my question. So uh, I was watching um, uh, Morgan Freeman's National Geographic, you know, his, like, documentary about God and how it's seen through, you know, the eyes of Christians, Muslims, you know, Hindus, and everything else, where he, he does that, uh, where he does a show. And there was one where they were talking about the apocalypse, and they brought in a rabbi, and they were in, in uh, Jerusalem, and they're talking about, you know, the apocalypse and, and how different uh, faiths uh, view it. And this rabbi started to talk about, uh, and this is how he says, well, in Jew, and he didn't quote, like, from what, uh, if he's getting it from the Torah or from where he just said, in Jewish tradition, the Jewish Messiah. He said that, you know, that the Jewish Messiah is not going to be divine. It's going to be a man, and that he is going to do three things. One, bring back together, you know, all of the Jewish tribes. Uh, two, he would bring peace amongst all of the nations. And three, that he would rebuild the temple. And But he didn't quote where he got this from, where, they, where he got this from, and then the whole thing about, you know, he was very specific and adamant about it's not going to the the Messiah is not a divine being. Basically, you know, taking a shot at Christianity. Yeah, indeed, and indeed. They, you know, and I've always and I've always seen this with with uh, with Jews. And I'm actually and that was another question, but I'll save that for another day. My grandfather was Jewish, mm -hmm. a Sephardic Jew, but I always, you know. There's a certain arrogance with with Jews that I experience that I kind of have to take a back seat, you know, and I take, you know, information that I get from you to come back and, you know, try and, you know, debate with them. But there's always this arrogance about them, like we are, you know, God's chosen people and that they can do no wrong. And in, and from what I've studied, what I've learned, you know, they've all they've been disobedient. You know, yeah. they've been disobedient well, to God. Well, Rich, Rich, God Rich let, let me interrupt you, Rich. Let me interrupt you so we can get to okay. into that question. I mean, I understand okay. your question to be what is the a Jewish uh, interpretation of the Messiah. But let me just say this about anyone's um, belief system and how they disseminate their their belief system. You, you hear in the beginning of our broadcast, as we say, about giving the hope that lies within you and doing it with a particular way. And the way that uh, the Bible suggests for us to do our ap apology 
apologetics or, or defending of the faith or talking about what we believe is with gentleness and respect because the gospel is going to be an offense to the way sinful man thinks in the first place. Uh, so we don't need to be offensive in how we pre- uh, present because you lose your audience because of your attitude. No, you don't want to even have that 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 thing there. So you want to always, uh, even when you're listening to people and talking with engaging people, you want to make sure you stay in the attitude of prayer so that you don't fall into that method or any of us fall yeah. into the method of not disseminating the word with gentleness and respect. PCH, respectfully, I give you the floor. Well, thank you, Daryl. Well, yeah, Rick, and Daryl's going to definitely pray for you and your mom and your sister. Uh, a couple things here. I mean, not all Jews are arrogant. I mean, frankly, some Christians are arrogant. So uh, they're just uh, protective of their views, and I can't say I blame them. I I don't agree with them, but, I mean, I I don't want to accuse them of just being arrogant. Uh, I think that we just need to work with them and and deal with uh, uh, them and, and, and lines of argumentation or evidence, if you will, uh, there's a number of really good books dealing with this. Let me just mention, but one of my favorites is a lecture, as a talk. It's a tape by the Christian Jew Hour, and it's called, uh, it's by Michael Schwartz. Michael Schwartz, and it's Dear Rabbi, Tell Me About Jesus. Dear Rabbi, Tell Me About Jesus, and it was his personal walk and, and coming to faith out of Orthodox Judaism to trusting in Christ as the Messiah, as the Mashiach. So, so you know, this is um, this is a big issue, um, and and so there are really good resources. I mean, uh, classically, there was a, a scholar named Alfred Edersheim, Alfred Edersheim, who was um, a Jewish and became a believer, and he has a book. It's it's a classic. By the way, Edersheim is E D E R. S-H-E-I-M, Alfred Edersheim, E-D-E-R-S-H-E-I-M, The Life and Times of Jesus the Messiah. And he goes through the historicity of Christ, of course, the times and the cultural context and what have you. One other resource before I get to make my few points. Walter Kaiser, K-A-I-S-E-R, phenomenal Old Testament scholar, he did a classic book on Jesus the Messiah as well by Walter Kaiser. Now there's more, but I've just mentioned three works there, and and that's a good place to start. Um, So let let me go back now to to, um, the two two issues you brought up. Um, first of all, there is plenty of study. There were rabbinic scholars. There were Jews, classical scholars, often referred to as rabbinic Judaism, who believed the Messiah, the Mashiach, would be divine. So that that's not true that none of them, no one believes that he's divine. And, and the references are, that's why I gave you those three books, by Edersheim, by Kaiser, and uh, the other reference I gave you, those are those are uh, the tape as well. That's number one. Number two, yeah, there is rabbinic thought that yeah, the Messiah was what, all the things you mentioned and not divine. But you want to be aware of the other ones and to be able to share them with this individual. So, so that's what we need to do. There, there are now organizations. There's a group like, for example, Jews for Jesus. You might have heard of them. But now there's a group called Jews for Judaism, and there's others who directly try to interact and counter Christian apologetics, particularly as directed towards our, our ethnically our Jewish friends. But there's such great material out there. So this is how we can counter that. And we want to show, of course, if nothing else, we go to the Tanakh, the Old Testament, and we can show them that indeed 
the Messiah will be divine. You go to Daniel 7, 13 and other key passages. Now, by the way, someone could be Jewish and perhaps never read the Tanakh. That's their term for what we call the Old Testament, because they don't believe in the New Testament, so they wouldn't say Old Testament. It's not, there's only one, and it's the Tanakh. But they use, they have all kinds of writings and and from uh, and commentaries from the Targums to the Midrash writings to uh, the uh, other works as well the Talmud uh, and and so on and so forth. But as well, for example, there's what's called Encyclopedia Judaica, which many Jews would look at as a definitive source of Judaism. Of course, in there it actually justifies Kabbalah, a form of Jewish occultism. So you just have to know they're really big on tradition, and, and that's a vital part of Judaism, even conservative Judaism today. And it's kind of like, uh, they don't like this analogy, but a lot of Jews never read the Tanakh, or they only recite a passage or two or whatever. It's like most of our Muslim friends don't read, have never read the Quran. They don't. They, they listen to the Imam or what have you. Analogously, analogously, many Jews would simply listen to the rabbi, and they might, you know... Uh, they uh, reference some scripture here and there and some of the rituals and so on and so forth, but they're not regularly reading the Tanakh. So we shouldn't be surprised. So part of the Christian's job is, I often joke, I say my job is often training people, even people of other religions, what they believe, so we can have a disagreement. Well, (laughs) so it is with some of our Jewish friends, because they're so big on tradition and writings external to the Tanakh, that they really don't know what it says. And so that's where the power comes in of knowing God's Word and quoting and referencing God's Word and making them interact with it. But again, don't be surprised if they don't really, they don't believe it's infallible, they don't hold it as the inerrant Word of God. There's various views of it, but often because of liberalism, they may have a very low view of the Scriptures, and really not much better in their eyes than with other, some of the other writings that I just mentioned. So these are all things we need to be aware of and be sensitive to, and then bring that into our sharing the Gospel with our, our ethnically our Jewish friends. What a, what a privilege I look at it, as being able to talk with them. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. And also, I'm going to kind of privilege also right now to uh, take the opportunity to do what your original quest was to us, um, uh, Rick, uh, is to pray for you, man, in the situation. I'm going to just as pray specifically as I can based upon my understanding of your situation. So if everyone else would take an opportunity to, to pray with me um, for Rick at this time and anyone else that may be going through similar situations uh, by application, apply this prayer to your life as well. But Father God, Rick knows and you knows the situation specifically what's going on with him and his mind and the peace, the lack of peace, what have you, Father God, and that he's dealing with and dealing with the family, dealing with issues that are very tough that we all, if we keep living, we're going to go through very similar things. Father God, you give us the privilege and opportunity to come boldly before your throne and ask you for assistance, ask you for help, ask you to straighten up uh, our mind, our, our our mindset in regards to how we're living life and living it in, in, in Christ. So, Father God, I just ask and pray that as Rick is going through these vicissitudes of life that he's gone through with his mom, I, I pray, Lord, that her uh, you can instantaneously heal her for if she fail, Father God, and whatever's going on with that, we know that you can instantaneously heal her, and we ask that you do that. But in the meantime, Father God, if she's not going to be instantaneously healed, give 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 Rick the 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 the, the knowledge on what to do and handle the situation with his, his precious mom and what she's going through with the age that she's at. We're all going to, if we keep living in you, Terry, we're going to get there in some kind of way. We may have to be dealing with similar situations. So, Father God, I just ask and pray for the peace 
that you give that surpasses all understanding that would be placed upon Rick right now, even as he deals with his sister and all the, the trust issues that may be going on there. And so, Father God, as we specifically ask you to do what you know to do, I'm going to ask that you would do it because you know what's best. Do open those doors and it'll be open from the standpoint of the doctor. We know that even dealing with all this COVID and it's a very different situation as far as our medical field and how people can get to go to the doctors for various things. We just ask and pray, Father God, that you would open the doors and, and be, a, be a tremendous blessing like only you can for the Rick and his family in this situation right now. And it's because of who you are. It's because of who we are in Christ that we can come to you for this. We do so on Rick's behalf. And in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Rick, thank you very much for that privilege, man, to pray for your situation. Anyone else out there that's going through similar, please, please lift each other up in that prayer. And, and I pray I pray for you and the tragedy that you went through with, with your son. Uh, I keep you in my prayers. I keep you in my prayers, and I keep you guys in my prayers, you know, for the show to continue, for the uh, you know, and, and prosper because you guys are doing God's work. And uh, just uh, lastly, I'm going to say uh, Pastor Charlton today, uh, I listened to a show on uh, Facebook uh, around noontime. He gave a shout-out to you guys about, you know, eternity is too long yes, to, be, to, 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 to be wrong. So he, he, he gave you, you guys a, 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 a really nice shout-out today about <laughs> okay, that. Uh, and, 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 and you know what? Uh, and, and one of my mentors, who's, who's a minister, also says the same thing, you know, because he, he listens to your show, and, and, and he says the same thing. You know what? What, you know, what do we have to lose? You know, Indeed. if at the worst we're wrong, you know what? We die, we die knowing we did good in this world and, and try and try to bring some good change to Amen. everybody's heart. The odds are in our favor, Rich. Thank you very much, brother. brother. Appreciate you. Please. Yeah, God God bless great. Us. Thank you, Rick, so much. Hey, yeah. by the way, Dale, quickly, the trial is actually supposed to start next week. Oh, wow. Wow. The murder of my son and his two friends. So it's been delayed, delayed, delayed. We'll see if it starts, but it's supposed to start, uh, actually, excuse me, the following week. Mm. Uh, but um, So that's number one, but thank you, Rick. Hey, and just I want to mention specifically these two, two books. Again, I mentioned one, but I want to give the exact title, and I want to mention another one. This is an area of study that is so rich, so fulfilling, so insightful, and I mean, will just bless our, our brothers and sisters, let alone equip them to share with our Jewish friends. So again, Walter Kaiser, the, name, the exact name of his book is The Messiah and the Old Testament. The Messiah and the Old Testament by Walter Kaiser, K-A-I-S-E-R. That's just a dynamite classic book. I mentioned, of course, Alfred Edersheim's The Life and Times of Jesus and Messiah. But I want to add one more book here that's just well, well worth reading, a classic as well. Not very well known, but just really important. It's by Edmund Clowney. C-L-O-W-N-E-Y, Edmund Clowney. It's entitled The Unfolding Mystery. The Unfolding Mystery, Discovering Christ in the Old Testament. So one more time, Edmund Clowney, C-L-O-W-N-E-Y, The Unfolding Mystery, Discovering Christ in the Old Testament. These three books I just mentioned, there i got more. I'm sure you do, brother. <laughs> you know me, I'm the, I am the bibliophile. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian Bibbs catching up being junior. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, those books are awesome. They, yes. they will bless Rick and our audience. Anybody who's willing to spend a little time reading these books, you will just be blessed immeasurably. The subject matter is awesome, Craig, because it's so super important. Uh, we don't want to ever. I mean, what is that book? I, I remember the book I read about uh, a Jewish lady was talking about how Christians uh, think just because they're Jewish, they shouldn't share the gospel. Oh, the book was called Christianity is Jewish. And she got yeah. right into the idea about not sharing the gospel with uh, Jews because we think that, you know, like something like Rick was saying, that, you know, they, they're already someone's in there for the lack of a better term, not everyone, but just as a general rule, maybe, that she's saying, hey, don't forget about us. We need salvation as well because, remember, Are Christianity you, yeah. is Jewish. Is that the one? Yeah, Daryl. Christianity is Jewish, yeah. That's the name of it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, beautiful book, beautiful book, very personable yeah. book, and I, and I, I like yeah. those type of books. I really like those type of books yeah. where people share their well, stories. She was and one classic godly lady. Indeed, indeed. Well, let me give the number out, PCH. You know what? Before I do, Jr. Hang in there. Let me let people know that they can call Eric right now. He's so gentle; he will not hang up on you. He doesn't hang up on people on purpose. Julia, technical <laughs> uh, profile. Uh, Craig, I'm trying to be serious. It's, Okay, I'm sorry. sorry. That's okay. I was trying, but you didn't let me. Uh, so anyway, call Eric. He will definitely put you on through Loans of Technology of Sound at 888-995-5552. 888-995-5552 is the number. Or you can send us by way of Facebook, email, tweet, uh, and all those methods that we have, which is basically Bible Info Brokers. Bible Info Brokers. Uh, send us a question by Facebook, email, or tweeting us questions as well. Um, why don't I do this, Craig? Why don't I give people the opportunity to participate? And what does that mean? That means that you can take what God has given you and resources. In this particular case, we're asking you to consider what you can do for this ministry financially. We do not get any salaries whatsoever. We <laughs> we don't get salaries. Maybe one day in the future, the Lord bless us with a, enough resources and funds, we can do that. But right now, we're asking you to send in money so that we can stay on top of what we have responsibility for, which is all the ongoing work, whether it's the, the radio costs, um, uh, the, the Facebook costs, and keeping all those things up and everything associated with getting people to make sure these methods that we have to communicate with you and offer you resources are there. A lot of our resources we maintain and keep as free. We don't sell anything as far as tapes, books, anything like that. But the resources that we do have, take advantage of them. Look at our website, check out the, uh, the various resources. And as we grow and as we get more funds, we can then expand those resources by, you know, just uh, uh, putting them on the web and even start offering books during the broadcast or having more seminars, all the things that we've done in the past, folks, so you know what they are. Here's how you can give real quickly, simply write out a check or money order tomorrow. If you get a money order, address it to Living by the Word Ministries at P.O. Box 90477. 90477 is the address in Los Angeles, 90009. A bunch of nines and zeros, but again, P.O. Box 90477. Zip code in Los Angeles is 90009. And we thank you in advance for that. If you are so inclined, you have access to the Internet, go right to the Internet right now. Go on our, our BibleInfoBrokers.com um, website. 
Click support and donate. Follow the instructions, and you can give one time. Uh, you can give on a recurring basis. Set it up. Uh, please be generous. Uh, you know, as the Lord has uh, prospered you, please be generous. And I like to give this way. Uh, if you have access online to your bank accounts and you do online banking, simply instruct your bank by you know that method to to give um, whatever you want to give recurringly, or if you would, a one time. And you don't even have to put a, a four thousand dollar stamp on the envelope. You can simply let your bank do that. They take care of it automatically, like mine does. So we appreciate all those methods. We appreciate the opportunity, and we definitely appreciate those that have been supporting us all these years that we've been on this uh, particular time slot. And we thank you in advance for it for the whole team. PCH, we have about 25 minutes left, and I can't believe how fast this show is going. But let's get into it, and let's talk with our dear friend. If he has not um, had his 15th cup of coffee yet, I think he may have. JR, L.A., how you doing, brother? He's sipping or taking a break, Craig. You think he's doing, you know, you're influencing this man? JR, are you there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to talk, talk loud to these cats. These young cats drinking that coffee. JR, are you there, my brother? How you doing? Hey, good evening. I'm right here. Hey, Craig, ask JR what's this question. I'm, I'm trying to take a break. And li- I'm going to take a little laugh right now, my man. I know you're going to do that coffee thing. Go ahead. <laughs> he's, he's, he's clutching the cup, man. Clutching the cup. <laughs> hey, brother, what's your question good for tonight? JR, talk to me. What's your question for the night? Okay. Thank you. Uh, basically, uh, uh, it's on the book of James, chapter 5. And uh, um, it's uh, specifically about the anointing oil of prayer. Like, does it have to be uh, a certain cooking oil, or does it have to be a special type of oil for the prayer? Okay, okay I'm going to put you on. I heard your question. I'm going to put you on hold. I repeated to uh, the listening audience in PCH. He's asking about um, the the oil that's talked about in James 5, about anointing someone with oil. Is it a special oil, uh, Craig, that must be used, or is it what what type of oil should be used? Sure. Thanks, dude. Always so good. Your brother, say hi to your mom and dad, your family, your wife. Hey, JR, and I uh, hope it goes well tonight, your shift. Uh I don't mean to be sacrilegious or blasphemous, but but any oil will do. What? You know, what? <laughs> you have to cook with the 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 anointing, the holiness of it is not so much what type of oil it is. It is it is the point that is faith in God and belief and trusting God and taking God at His word and be willing to pray for the sick that God might heal them. So, you know, I've got some oil, some uh, special oil from, from Jerusalem. A friend brought that right. uh, for me. And, that's, and, and it's, it's wonderful, and I just enjoy that. I mean, and, you know, I've done that to anoint the house and, uh, you know, various things or, or people. Um, but it could literally be the stuff you use to cook with, you know, some of your whatever. It, again, it's not that it has to be a certain type of oil that the... the the key, the holiness of this is that you're trusting God, is showing you're taking God at His word, and you we're not just giving lip service to the idea that God can heal, but we're going to do that. And I'm not saying we shouldn't go to doctors and shouldn't consult them, but why don't we more often than not pray, at least pray first and ask God to intervene and see what, what God can and will do, as if God wants to directly intervene. Again, not in place of 
proper medical attention, but it, but as a priority or in addition to, if you will, but in the, not as an afterthought, but as a, a first thought of doing what James 5 tells us to do. You know, PC, as, as you may just say that, uh, Jr. man, um, we'll bring you back on real quickly, uh, but thanks for, thanks for that, Craig, because the faster than you can dial 911, you can say a prayer. You could you could say a prayer just as fast as you could dial nine one one, and definitely before the uh, any kind of emergency like that yeah. gets there, and you know just let God be Himself and decide who He's going to heal. You just seriously and earnestly ask. I think if we just do that and get that as a habit, uh, then I think uh, we would be better off as believers in demonstrating the power of God that way in our lives, just by knowing that we can do that first, faster we can dial nine one one. But yeah, Jr. Sure, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, all right, yes, Jr. I, I really appreciate it. I just, uh, you know, uh, we're having a dinner earlier, and uh, the Spanish scripture study, and my pops, uh, he really enjoys, uh, you know, tuning in. And I said, well, you know, it's a two-hour broadcast, so that's about to the point tomorrow. But uh, he uh, really loves you guys, and so does my mom. So appreciate you know, him. Awesome. We appreciate you guys, man. God bless you, my man. Hey, listen to the next question. It's going to be interesting. Is someone on the line of healing uh, or somewhat of healing coming up on the next question with DJ from Inglewood? So, JR, thank you very much for your phone call as usual, brother. We love you, man. And also, shout out to the parents and the wife, indeed. PCH, let's continue taking phone calls and get as many as we can. Let me give the number out because we do have those open lines for Eric. About uh, 15 minutes left in the broadcast. So 888-995-5552 is the number. 888-995-5552. Everything else now and even during the week is Bible Info Brokers, Bible Info Brokers, Facebook, email, tweet, messenger, what have you. Let's go to DJ in the city of Inglewood. Thanks for calling in, my sir. Hello? Hi, DJ. You're on the air with us. Thanks for calling How in. You yeah, had a question. It's about fasting. I have type 2 diabetes, and I used to be able to fast when I was younger, but having this condition, I have to take medications every day. So is there any way around it that I that um, you can suggest that I can do? That's an interesting question, man. And I'm telling you something, whatever you do in regards to the physical diabetes that you've already been diagnosed for, just definitely follow your, your doctor and hear what he says and do your own research as well so that you can be comfortable in whatever your decision may be. And I'll then pass the uh, baton and give the floor to the professor if he has any thoughts on it. Well, I really appreciate your attitude and, and wanting to, to be able to fast. And, and I believe the Lord loves that. And that is so commendable. But, but I'm just with Daryl. You've got to be careful, though, because of the diabetes. You've got to keep your blood sugar level at the, at the proper levels. It's just too too important. Uh, one can also get very sick if they don't. So God understands that. Now, I have to plead my ignorance here. I, I, I would say, well, one, there are different types of fasts. So there's various ways to fast, but you need to have one that will not adversely affect you with your diabetes. So I just, what I want to encourage you, brother, is that God sees your heart and he knows what, where you're coming from. And it, it, I, I don't want to encourage you to do anything that would be counter to the medical advice you've received from your doctor or doctors. It, the fast has to be able, if there is one, to be able to work in conjunction with the medical advice. And, you know, God understands that. I mean, sometimes people are just not in a position to do certain things, such as, as fasting. 
Uh, but but the Lord knows that, and He's going to honor your prayers and your devotion to Him, just as if you were fasting. So, again, I just want you to be really careful. Yes. Please don't go against the medical advice of your doctors. Uh, listen to that, and only do a fast if it can work in conjunction, if, it, if it's complementary, not contradictory, to what the advice they have given you uh, in your case with type 2 diabetes. Indeed. I'll just simply say this, if I could, DJ, in closing, in regards to your question. Man, God does indeed look at the heart, Craig, implied that implicitly in regards to that. God looks at the heart about everything that we do. So no matter we're giving, no matter we're serving, no matter this radio broadcast, it's our heart's attitude that God is going to give the rewards for. And that's my, I had a great conversation with some friends of mine uh, during the week about this very subject matter and how we can do things and it's not honoring even though it looks honorable but man thank you very much for your phone call brother and still of uh heed by the advice there, okay god bless i would encourage you very much well he has thank you god bless yeah. and by the way i would just encourage you to do a google search look at yeah. a fast that work yeah, can yeah. work with type 2 diabetes I, i'm willing to bet you're going to find something and then that, that'll be a blessing to you and then when it's a blessing to you please share it uh with us either by email or go on our facebook page and share that information we want to take advantage of all these uh resources that we have and like uh craig you were giving some information about the various books on the uh the, the the Jewish uh, Messiah and um, you know who they say it is and answering questions like that and um, one of our Facebook listeners put up on here that he said that he uh, uh, he because an outstanding book of five volume set and you may have said this I don't know if you did or not and I apologize but not writing them all down but answering Jewish objections to Jesus have you do you know about that and I'm trying to think of the person's name by Michael L Brown. Do you know about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with that with Michael Brown. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend that as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very good. I mean, I don't. I don't know. So I just wanted you know say it because one of our Facebook guys. We appreciate you putting things up there and sharing it. And again, I'll just let remind the people when you do post it, it is your post. We don't necessarily agree or disagree, but I mean, we make it available for you to uh, to communicate. We're not going to do that cancel culture thing on you uh, unless you say something real crazy, and then we will cancel you out. I'll click your button or block you, whatever it is that we can do on that stuff. So you know, bear that in mind. I'm I'm learning. I mean, but I still, Craig, I still want friends. So. <laughs> I guess I lost him on that one. I say it that way. It's okay, brother. It's okay. It's gonna be okay for me, brother. You know what? I'm gonna say this, Craig. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know you. I'm gonna say this first. It becomes between Facebook friends or a force on a golf course. What do you think Uncle Easy wants? The latter always. <laughs> My man, I just want to make sure that we're communicating in context. Context, context. There you go. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two. We have about seven minutes left, I guess, in the broadcast. Seven eight minutes, Jared. Yeah, he's shaking his head. I'm on time. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two. Call in. We have a few minutes left to try to get to your question. And Yolanda did call and did not hear or did not want to go on air, but she wanted to ask PCH to interpret John six thirty four. Can you find that page anywhere? Craig, I'm gonna go ahead and click it on this uh this thing here. John six thirty four. Yolanda wants the interpretation of John six thirty four. Let's see if I can bring it up and uh, read it. Or uh, if you can uh, go ahead and find one of those pages that's probably to your left hand or your right hand. <laughs> we can go from there. Now I'm just trying to imagine that picture. You you toss the pages all around. <laughs> The other day, I was teaching on his channel, uh-huh. and I was looking for a passage, and it, it, it got moved in my Bible. 
in the Old Testament. It was in the Old Testament section. I'm sure it was in the Old Testament. But anyway, I have to go find it. I'll be right back. That waste of all that TV time. Anyway, John six thirty four states. They said to him, "Sir, give us this bread always." Um, and I guess we can go a little bit further back and get the context, maybe around 25 or so. But that's the verse he's asking for, the interpretation of John 6, 34, where it says, and I read it again, they said to him, sir, give us this bread always. Well, they thought he was referring to a literal physical bread, mm-hmm. and they were looking to be fed, not spiritually, uh, and there's nothing wrong with being fed physically, of course, but but that's all they were looking for. And, and that's why it says, uh, verse 30, So they asked him, What miraculous sign then would you give uh, that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Or For our forefathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, this is verse 32, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is this, he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, from now on, give us this bread. So Jesus is speaking metaphorically. He's referring to himself. He is the bread of life. life. Why? Because bread is, 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 stands for what sustenance, what's necessary for, for life, food. You can't have life without food. And so Jesus is referring to himself, and they're thinking, he ta- he's, they're thinking he's talking about literal bread, and like, hey, we want this. Well, who wouldn't want perpetual bread? You know, like a bread truck's going to show up every morning and throw a loaf or two of bread or rolls or whatever on my, you know, my driveway or something. And so that's what's going on. So they were referring to a literal, physical bread, and Jesus was like, oh, no, 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 you're missing the point. I'm talking spiritually. Indeed, later on, he goes, much later on in John, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes and the Father, but by me. So Jesus is referring to himself. They thought he was referring to some type of literal bakery that's that's <laughs> making these this bread. They want it because, well, who wouldn't? Because they don't have to work for it. It's free, so I'll take it. And that's not what Jesus was offering. You know, very interesting, Craig. And I'm, I think we're going to close the broadcast with maybe us talking about uh, some various subjects. But one of the things when you talk about bread right there, I saw just having to see a Dr. Phil show, and it was um, one where the young lady was from the Ukraine, and they had one that was uh, had her face on there that traveled back there and brought some family members back, and then there was one that didn't want to show her face when they was talking about the war that's going on right now. And one of the things that their tradition is when they meet someone for the first time is to bring them a, a loaf, a big old loaf of uh, baked bread, and then with some salt on top. And I was listening to the, you know, the reasoning for it. I was trying to guess what the reasoning before was, but it was like a tradition of theirs to bring their bread and then a um, like a little. Um, cup of salt, like a little sort of like a couple of ounces of salt on top, and they had that those two meanings, and I just don't remember both of them, but I know that it was very interesting to see that. And then when they start talking about the um, the war and what's going on and the ramifications of their families and the and innocent civilians, I'm saying innocent from the standpoint that they're not soldiers, uh, innocent civilians as beings. Um, uh, slaughtered and everything, and caught up in the, all that that warfare and how the war is going, and people, you know, calling the situation with uh, what Putin is, uh, war criminals and things like that. 
And then right after it followed her was a, a, a segment on a young man about 20 years old named Moses from the DRC right there near uh, Liberia, one of my favorite places in the world, uh, which is a, a, the Republic of um, uh, the Congo, a Democratic Republic of the Congo. And he was talking about the, the tragedies that's been going on in their country for years the same way. And it was making a distinction about, you know, we get this big uh, thing about the um, – the idea that we everybody knows about Ukraine, but not too many people know about um, the DRC. And Dr. Phil brought him on there to talk about it, let people know that it's, uh, let's not get confused and caught up with a black-white thing that because it's a black uh, nation and uh, Ukraine being more of a, a, a white nation, that somehow one is more important than the other. He was saying both are equally important. The reality of the matter is the damage that can be done for someone taking over Ukraine. Without, and we talked about this before, PCH, and I'm get your thoughts or you can not comment at all on it but I just want to make the comment that many places in our world and we have access to the internet where we can google things we can find out various search engines can let us know about what is actually happening in the world and you actually see there and see wars is going on I knew very personally about the situation that happened and uh, years ago in um, Liberia and I met people there and saw the, the tragedy of, of that you know just missed the Kuwait uh, invasion by Saddam Hussein by, uh, I think it was, I missed it by a month or two uh, when I was traveling out there. So, listen folks, there's something that's going on in the world that's not uh, pleasant. That's not pleasant at all. And we, here in the United States, we get so comfortable, we're so spoiled, it's just ridiculous sometimes to even have a, a serious conversation with people because they just don't know. They just don't know, Craig, what is going on out there. But I'm just going to remind the people that you have an opportunity to know. So take the opportunity, take the resource that you have and find out about the world you live in so that the very least you can do and the very most you can do is pray. When I say the very most from the standpoint, that's the very least you can do is pray. But the very most you can do is pray because the God that you're praying to, especially if you're you know, being a believer in Jesus Christ, uh, God wants us to be concerned about his creation, all of his creation. So ask God what you can do personally, but please pray for those folks. But you can pray with the knowledge and pray specifically by learning. Take an opportunity to learn, utilize the resources that you have to find out about all these things that's going on. And the thing I wanted to say about Ukraine and the seriousness of that is because they are one of the top nuclear uh, weapons holders, uh, along with Russia and ourselves and I believe China and um, um, I believe India and all the things that's going on with that situation. So that's why it is very serious for us to understand. Because, Craig, why do we think that we're... um, It cannot happen to us here because it hasn't happened. Come on, y'all. Come on. PCH, you got the floor. We have about four minutes left. Take whatever time you need, and I'll close out. We keep this up. We can easily see it. Now, actually, one time Ukraine had the third number of uh, largest number of of nukes. But Mm -hmm. in the Budapest uh, Memorandum of 1994, they gave those up. And we, along with Russia and Britain, we said we would protect them if anybody attacked them. So we totally lied. We reneged wow. on our agreement, uh, and they gave up their nukes. Um, I would just simply argue, though, that the, the point is, is because they're important as people. But I don't want to, I don't want to ignore the Congo or anywhere else where, and there are Africa is racked with violence yes. from radical Islam. From uh, what's the one group that's uh, very Boko Raton, Boko Raton. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, you know, and kidnapping and violence and all kinds of things, uh, kidnapping Christian girls and making them marry Muslims, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So, yeah, there's many parts of the world. We don't want to ignore any of those parts. This is all vital. We should stay informed and pr- pray. I was just thinking earlier, I was going to say how vital prayer is. Again, I was just talking with somebody yesterday, and they brought up a concern. I said, okay, but are you, are you praying specifically about that? And the answer was no. It's like, why don't we as Christians pray more? Why do we choose to worry? Why do we choose mm-hmm. just to fret? Why do we give ourselves ulcers or whatever and not pray and soak it in prayer? And I mean specific prayers, not just God save the world stuff. I mean, nothing wrong with that, but I mean, save my neighbor John and Sally. I mean, be specific. And Lord, give me wisdom in sharing with them and help them out with their son or their daughter or whatever, the, losing his job. I mean, be specific. I really believe, Daryl, I want to end on this point. You know how in many companies they have like a club, like a diamond or emerald or, you know, right. based on some jewel or, yeah. or some Platinum, other platinum, and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with traveling and all that type of stuff. Well, I think God's going to have the blue, uh, the gray, blue, or, yeah. uh, or or purple hair club in heaven. Yes, and 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 that sounds kind of derogatory, but I think that, that those are going to be the highest people. Those are going to be all the grandmas who are the prayer warriors who rock this world with their prayers, rock the kingdom of God with prayer, diligently, faithfully praying, praying, praying specifically, tangibly, day and night. I think there's going to it's going to be an honor to be in the blue or purple uh, or gray hair club because prayer is just so vital. And I happen to know many Christian leaders don't have much of a prayer life because they're too busy. They think, I don't have time to pray. i got stuff to do. Well, you've missed the whole point then. Again, Luther said he was so busy, but he could not but pray two to three hours every day. Okay, most people are not going to pray two to three hours every day. But man, even any improvement, even five minutes if you're doing one or none, let alone ten, and it's not just time, but it's the quality. It's the prayer of fellowshipping with God. And as we talked about last week, it is vital, and I believe part of the anemia, part of the weakness of the present-day Church, particularly in America, is because of our biblical ignorance, and as well, it is because of our prayerlessness, our lack of prayer. Mm. Most people don't pray unless they're in some type of crisis, and then all of a sudden, you know, they want heaven to come down and answer them. But other than that, they really don't have much time for God. Wow. Appreciate well, we have come to the top of the hour to close the broadcast out. I want to thank you for participating. We're going to keep our brother Brian in prayer, man. I don't want I don't want yeah. two voices to be confused. I mean, I don't want him to sound more like me, whereby we don't know who's talking. So, B, we're praying for you, brother. Get better on that. And, uh, again, on behalf of the whole team, Jared, thank you very much for your engineering, uh, Eric, uh, PCH, yourself. And, again, as I close every broadcast, in honor of my of my parents who got me here, said my mother's name was Grace, Mama Grace, and Big Daddy's baby boy, Daryl Easy D. Fulton, saying the Lord willing, we will be back next week with more of the Bible Information Broker presented by those that listen and participate by giving and the Living by the Word ministry team, the Bible Information Broker team. We thank you very much. God bless until we meet you next week.